Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. video using my laptop as I am now, and then I go uh, to take the recording and put it on my podcast at rhinodaily.com slash podcast, and uh, rhinodaily.com, which is my blog, I also put it up there, a video blog, I noticed the beginning is cut off, so now it's been 37 seconds, maybe it's been 10 on the recording, so let's get started, and welcome to Direct Mail Monday, March 16th. 2020, Steve Cypress here, a little bit exhausted and miffed. I was going to be hosting a live in-person workshop in a local five-star resort here in sunny Arizona in the Phoenix area on Wednesday. And so I have uh, spent uh, pretty much uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all day today Checking in with the uh, attendees of the workshop, I always like to get to know people a little bit so I can tailor the workshop to their needs and answering questions and back and forth with uh, phone calls, text messages, emails, private messages on Facebook, you name it. Not to mention getting everything together, uh, just tweaking the presentation and and all the materials and printing everything out and all that for uh, Wednesday's event. And then I get a notice today hey, uh, didn't you see, uh, as I'm going back and forth with somebody, uh, Trump says no events of 10 or more. And then sure enough, I check my voicemail, and there's one from the manager of the five-star resort saying, yeah, we're not going to ignore a presidential uh, you know, edict, and so uh, we can't host your event. They've already canceled all their you know, big weddings and big corporate events and all our little workshop. Uh, well, now that's canceled too. And I'm guessing if you have a whole bunch of kids, you got to cancel dinner because you can't, uh, uh, you know, meet with 10 or more people. I mean, I was playing golf on Saturday. A friend called me out of the blue, hadn't played in a while. Course is 20 minutes away from your house. It was 45 minutes from the call. Get out there right now and you can play. And I said, what the heck? And I'm like, well, the course is jammed up. And so there's, you know, three foursomes waiting on the tee. And now that I think about it, that's 12 people. So, hey, can't do that. And, you know, we're taking the flag out of the out of the hole. And, oh, did we wipe it down and disinfect it before we put it back in? And then when I made a putt and uh, my buddy is, like, getting my ball out of the hole, ooh, did I wipe that off before I touched it? Did I not shake his hand or high-five him after he made a great shot? Or whatever? Come on now. The whole panic-demic, as I call it, is uh, reaching a crescendo. And possibly that's one of the reasons Trump came out today. I haven't seen it. I did you know, check it out on one of the news sites and just saw the headline and, you know, but I saw it was like no restaurants, no bars, no gatherings, 10 or more, don't go out, whatever. I, I believe part of what they're doing is attempting to get that pendulum to swing so far in the direction of overreaction and panic that people just finally get fed up with the whole thing and we all go back to living our normal lives. I mean, certainly two weeks from now, mortgages and rents and car payments and electric bills and phone bills, all coming due, and people are going to start to realize, you know, hey, as a small business owner, and likely you are too watching my videos, uh, last I checked, 
you know, they'll bail out the airlines, but they're not about me. So I got to get to work. And so I think people are going to get back to normal sooner than later. But what do I know? I seem to be wrong at every turn of this thing. Every time I think, you know, this is an overload of panic, they ramp up the panic some more. So, uh, you know, who knows when's the next time I'll be able to buy a roll of toilet paper. Anyway, let's get right to Direct Mail Monday. Up, oh, Toby is here. Great seeing you, Toby. Are they panicking up in Buffalo as much as they are here? Probably, maybe more. Who knows? Uh, but that's another lesson for another day because, and I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, not business owners. Business owners, we are leaders. We stay cool, calm, and collected through the ups and downs and the roller coaster and almost, you know, pretty much no matter what happens. Our employees look to us for that leadership and our customers, clients, patients, members, our suppliers, our family, everyone looks to us for that. Uh, but the 90% of people that are not business owners, it's likely a big reason they're not. You know, that's why uh, my podcast is called the Rhino Daily Podcast from the great book Scott Alexander comparing rhinos, the symbol of the entrepreneur, living in the jungle. You never know what's going to happen. We live with uncertainty all the time. We can get attacked. We can have no food. We can have it. So we're fine with all that lifestyle. But he compares that entrepreneur to the cow, which is the nine to five worker. Same barn every day, same stall every day goes out in the same field every day at the same time every day, comes back at the same time every day to the same stall every day, same guy walks up and milks him every day, same guy feeds him his food, same food every day, go back into the same place every day. I mean, okay, you're 100 feet away eating different grass, crapping all over yourself, you know, 50 feet different, but basically, you know, a kept life where everything is taken care of for you and everything's always the same. And, man, an entrepreneur bored to death of that crap. So the general public loves the fear and panic because they cherish that complacent, kept, everything the same. Of course, nowadays, rude awakening for them, isn't there? Job security is gone. People change jobs an average of every 13-point-something months nowadays. You know, my grandfather, my father's day, it was a career, 40 years in the gold watch. Now it's every year people are switching. So who's laughing now? The entrepreneurs, as always, are king. And we get the last laugh because there's not even job security now for the 90%. But they do love fear and panic over anything that's uncomfortable or strange. And we have to be able to relate to that. That's what our customers are thinking. It's what our employees are thinking. And even though we can handle it all, we have to understand, be a leadership, calming influence, all that kind of stuff. Toby says, I had to close the plumber school. See, he was doing a plumber school to teach the up-and-coming plumbers how to do it right, treat customers right, do a job right the first time so he didn't have to go in and fix it after him. And uh, now he's going to make it online classes. Right. And, of course, you've got tons of sewers to clean because people aren't going out and they aren't going to work and they're all staying home and, you know, uh, things are getting overused and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, let's get right to it today. So last week I shared the Direct Mail Monday piece I shared was a football, which I still have here in my swipe file, and everyone should have massive swipe files of stuff you can turn to when you need some inspiration and you say, yeah, let's model that. Swipe is a, an overly, that's the term for it, but it's an, you're, not, you're not stealing it word for word or anything, but you're like, oh, look, a football. I will send out a soccer ball. And so you're, you're modeling that. So that, that's, what I get, that's what we talked about last week, the football. Well, this week, check it out, what arrives in the, madness, in the, in the mailbox is a March Madness, a hoop with brackets. 
Now, I, not being a college hoop fan, not paying any attention to that, although I did notice they canceled the tournament, which is outrageous. Um, but here in Arizona on Tuesday is Election Day, and here they call it Presidential Selection Day for some reason. They don't call it a primary. I think it's called a Selection Day. And so when I saw this, and it said open before March 15th, Selection Sunday, my brain went into crazy mode and went like, Selection Sunday? I thought it was Tuesday. And why do I have to open this? And how did I even get this? Because, of course, I would never be a member of either of our two corrupt, self-serving, ridiculously useless major political parties. So how did I get on a mailing list of any political stuff? Although sometimes I get it, and previous people that lived in this place were of one party or the other, so I end up getting it all anyway, uh, which is cool because I'm a marketing, advertising guru, expert. I love to see this stuff. Not enough that I would join a political party to get inundated with the stuff, but you see the ads on TV and the debate. There was one last night, a debate. I turned it on and watched a little bit. It was so boring, and I think part of it was no audience. It was just so boring and unwatchable. I mean, Bernie, you know, the reason he lost last time and he'll lose again is he refuses to attack Joe Biden, which is about the easiest pincushion in the world to attack, other than me, but I'm not running for president. And uh, and yet he refused to do it, at least in the 10 minutes I watched, and I was like, he's not going to. He's going to keep saying polite things about Joe. That's boring. Uh, that would be like in a, in a basketball tournament. You know, the teams come out and shake hands, or in boxing, they'll shake hands, and then they beat the crap out of each other, elbowing and boxing, beating up and diving and, you know, going crazy, and then they'll shake hands at the end. No, Joe, you know, Bernie Sanders doesn't get it. He'll shake hands the whole time and be nice to her. No, the fight is on. You know, you ought to check out our current president. How do you think he got there? The fight was on. Then when the fight's over, you make nicey-nice, and suddenly Marco, little Marco loves you, and Lindsey Graham suddenly loves you, and Rand Paul loves you, insulted the crap out of all these people during the game. Well, Bernie doesn't want to play the game to win, so it's boring. Anyway, uh, now there's no March Madness, so that's boring. But here is a marketing piece similar to what I showed last week, uh, piggybacking on using a sports theme. This is using a sports theme, and unbeknownst to them, and, of course, they're cursing all over the place. So they put all this money and all this thought, and they paid this high-priced copywriter, and there's probably great stuff on the inside here, and they did things right with a live stamp and so and this uh, you know bracket thing. Any kind of sports fan or pretty much, you know, I don't know, probably a third of America pays attention and fills out a bracket and does all this kind of stuff. So this catches the attention if the tournament was, in fact, starting. And I think Selection Sunday, if I remember, that means that's the night where they come on TV and they reveal, here's what the brackets are. Here's who's number one, two, three, four in the east, the west, midwest, the north, I don't know, however they do it. And uh, and then you start filling in your brackets. So piggybacking off of that. So this year, of course, you're burnt. But generally, there's a good example of what to do. Piggyback off events that are popular. This is nonpartisan, so unlike all the political stuff I just talked about, Bernie, Trump, whatever, love him or hate him, or rather, I, you know, I don't, I didn't take a side on anybody here. Uh, Biden, Bernie, Trump—they're all the same to me. Um, but I, so, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to, might not want to get political unless you really know your target market and they're political, right? If you're, if you are marketing to veterans, they tend to be conservative. They're not all, but you know, you piss off 10% of them, you're still getting through to the 90%. But in this case. This gets the attention because America is all about the brackets this time of year, normally. So let's check it out. It's a slightly oversized envelope. It's uh, it's half 
of eight and a half by eleven size. So if we took a eight and a half by eleven piece of paper and folded it in half, there you go. That's about the size of that mailer. Right? So a little oversized, it'll stick out from the rest of the envelopes, right? Here's a bunch of envelopes I received. And if this is my mail, and then I got this thing, and it all comes like that in the mailbox, so I'm like, ooh, what's that one thing that's bigger, different side, and all the other sticks out? So you accomplish goal number one, you get your piece noticed. Got to get it opened. Oh, and look at this. Yeah, I get these once in a while. So this is from some kind of a betting company, and I get these things because people that don't know me, uh, the first multi-million dollar business that I built from scratch and ran for years, uh, and I built it into the largest fantasy sports game company in the world. Now, that was back in the 80s. That's not why I'm getting this, but I still play in fantasy football league, in a fantasy baseball league. That's it. I also ran the first ever, speaking of March Madness, the first ever fantasy college basketball tournament. So, and the first fantasy golf league. I, you know, again, I was, I was a leader in that industry. Um, and even though I didn't know anything about college basketball, uh, but I had uh, one of my employees who loved it to death, uh, he ran the whole thing. So, And that was the year that uh, Danny Manning, I remember, was the big star in Kansas, 80, I don't know, somewhere in the 80s or early 90s or something, maybe 1990. Anyway, um, but this is from some betting company. So now it makes real good sense. Like they're tr they're telling you it's a big betting time to bet on 64 games or how many games getting all played at once in like four days. They play like 16 games a day for four days, right, in the tournament. That's a lot of games to bet on for 12, 15 hours from the time you wake up till you go to sleep, so they want to get your money. So they want you to make a deposit, and their irresistible offer is if you make a deposit, for every $100 you deposit during March, you'll receive a free entry to our March Mayhem Bracket Contest. Probably can't use the word March Madness, which is probably uh, trademarked and they'll get in trouble because the NCA will not be one associated with a betting company, so they call it March Mayhem. And this guy likely has, yep, he has a uniform, nondescript uniform. So if you're doing kind of using sports figures in your marketing, you generally want to do it like this. You can't use logos or colors of a team or anything that the team will come after you. You use generic, just colors. And you likely even can't even use the face. I remember lawsuits, uh, I think I even studied them or I... In either studied them in law school or I worked summers while I was in law school. Uh, one summer I worked for a big sports law uh, agent, Bob Wolf, in Boston. And uh, we had something come up with that. We had one of the players, I think it was Sidney Moncrief, I don't remember. We had, a, we had a player who was suing some company for using his likeness in some marketing without paying him money. So this is likely not a photo of any player. It's a drawing someone that looks like a basketball player, and uh, the uniform looks like it's basketball, obviously, but they call it March Mayhem, and then, oh, look at that. Boom! Look at all those brackets. People must love this. Oh, and they're all blank, of course, because they're coming in advance, so you got to fill it out. Oh, and then look at that. It says, enter your picks and take a shot at a million dollars. So there's the irresistible offer. You could win a million dollars and you'll get a free entry 
for every hundred dollars you deposit during March. So deposit a grand and get ten entries into the thing, right? That's the irresistible offer. And we talked about this before. And if you don't follow my videos a lot, by the way, if you want help with any of this, before I forget, with the mail or anything, marketing, sales at all, anything that brings in more profit and revenue to a business, I'll help you out one-on-one. -on -one. Go to helpfromsteve.com. And maybe these days, if your business is shut down or, you know, in panic uh, emergency mode because of what's going on here and the government shutting everything down, uh, although we would choose not to, um, you might have a little extra time. You might go to helpfromsteve.com, and we'll get on the phone, and uh, I'll help you out. There are specific strategies you can use during this time with the government-mandated closings and the panic-demic and all that going on. There are specific things you can do, and I will help you do them. I was going to share them in this workshop on Wednesday. got canceled by the Trump uh, uh, decision to uh, no meetings of 10 or more. Can't do it. Anyway, so this is one way to give an irresistible offer. They could have, you just do the math. You say, how many people do we think would enter? And so we can give a million-dollar prize if we get 10,000 people to enter. Well, that's 100 bucks a person. So instead of saying you get a $100 prize, everyone gets a $100 prize, or let's say they think 100,000. Let's, let's say they think 100,000 people will sign up for this. I don't know. It's a worldwide website. Let's say 100,000 people will sign up for this thing. They could say, and everyone gets a $10 bonus into your account. Whoop-de-doo. I'm going to give $100 for every 100 I get a $10 bonus. Not such a big deal, especially since they give a 100% sportsbook bonus, a 50% casino bonus, and a $25 free bet with no deposit, whatever that means. So you don't even have to get an account. You get a $25 free bet. I don't know. You know, I don't know how these things work, but anyway, I do get them probably because as I play online on fantasy baseball sites, they send me betting stuff. They think that a fantasy baseball player is a better. Now, I learned that from running the world's largest fantasy sports game company, not that it matters to anybody, but I'll just say it here. I learned that it's the opposite. The fantasy sports was the cure for the bet. See, the better wanted the action. Hey, the game's on Monday night. I, I, I need a reason to watch it, so I will bet some money. And I was like, hey, here's the fantasy sports. All you have to do is have one player on either team, and you'll watch the game, and now you have action, and you don't have to put out any risk, any money that you could lose. So I had people that were weaning themselves off of gambling and coming away from sports betting, and they would come play fantasy sports and get their fix without having to risk losing their wife and their home and their marriage and their job and, and their life savings. Uh, they would just you know, play fantasy sports. But anyway, they must notice there's some correlation anyway of players to betters. Uh, and by the way, my games were, in the early days, they were only for the most advanced, rabid sports fans. And now there's like 15 million people play fantasy sports. So uh, there's probably a lot more crossover between betters and players because you don't have to be a rabid fan now to, be a, uh, to play fantasy sports. Uh, and so now a lot more people are playing it, and therefore a lot of people, no matter what the odds, the odds, no matter what the odds or percentages are, a lot more people are going to be uh, respond to this. So that's one way to get an irresistible offer. Instead of giving a $10 bonus to 100,000 people, and they go, "Whoop, do you do? What's a $10 bonus?" You give those same 100,000 people a chance at a million-dollar prize. The math works out the same. 
you're investing $10 per person that joins your thing. And you'll give out a million-dollar prize. But that million-dollar prize is likely, that whale prize is likely to draw more people into your business, in this case into your contest, uh, than just by giving everyone a little $10 prize. So this I, I, um, I suggest you use this for your referral programs. I've made a lot of people uh, revolutionize their entire business, their entire life with my referral bonus strategy, my referral program strategies, and this is one of them. Instead of, say, for every referral, you get $10 or $10 off your next service or a free appetizer in the restaurant or some little thing that doesn't excite them, you say, I'll put you into a drawing for a trip to wherever or a car or $10,000 cash. And you just do the math, add it up. You can't give 10000 you give 1000 Now you say it's a free, I don't know, big flat screen TV, 80 inch, costs a thousand bucks. You go to Costco, you get a thousand, or Amazon, you get it for a thousand bucks. Give it to the winner. So you do the math. Instead of giving a hundred people a $10 little prize that doesn't excite them and might not even get the hundred people to come in, you might get 50 people giving each a $10 thank you for a referral. If you say, but you get a chance for a thousand dollar big flat screen TV or a trip to somewhere or whatever, then it bumps up to 100 people give you referrals. Makes sense? So their, their irresistible offer is based on a drawing, which is a smart strategy. And then there's also betting squares beginning at just $1. So there's a pool for everyone. So there you have multiple offers, multiple uh, a, a range. So somebody who could put in you know, $1,000 can get 10 chances in this contest, but even someone can get a $25 free bet with no deposit. Or... You can get a betting square. I think that's where they, um, like, if the final score matches up with your numbers from the square, like a seven and a two or whatever, you win. Uh, you can get them for $1, whatever. So all kinds of various ways to get them into play. Oh, and they also talk about the casino and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there it is. So a few mistakes. They have a highly blank backside. Everyone watching, I'm sure you know some things you could do at the back. At the very least, you could put some uh, testimonials, some case studies, some happy people, which in this case would include a big photo of the holding the big check of the winner of last year's contest, holding the million-dollar check. Come on now. And so, and plus him saying, man, I never thought I'd win. I never win anything. This is incredible. Man, I can't wait till it comes around next year. You've got to be a fool to not enter this thing. Blah, 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 blah. Throw those on the back for whatever your business is. And if you have to, in this case, that person might want to remain anonymous, so you might put a, a black thing over his eyes or over his face, so you blur it out, put his initials, JP, instead of his full name, because people, especially through this stuff, might not want to be known. But you know what? I think it's pretty acceptable now that there's betting, there's lotteries all over, there's casinos all over, right? So it's pretty acceptable stuff. And maybe they'd want the... Uh, to the notoriety, I was going to say, but that's a negative. Maybe they'd want the uh, adulation, the attention uh, of being a big picture of them winning the contest. By the way, that's another tip for your referral contest. So the first year you give away that big prize in the drawing, you know, you have to hope people can see it and have the vision to picture themselves. But as soon as you do that once, man, then immediately. You get that photo of that winner. In my case, since I did it at my live events, I would be holding 
like a flat screen TV. I'd be on one side of it, my winner be on the other. And when I did it, I did it every six months for a few years. So I would have multiple pictures of smiling people. And I get one of those big red ribbons like you see on the TV commercials on a car. And I put the big red ribbon with the big bow across the TV, making it look like a Christmas gift, like a birthday, like a gift. And uh, had like five or six of these pictures. Well, then getting more and more entries every time because that's what is known as social proof. Okay, you can see that other people entered this contest. Other people won. Hey, they look like normal people just like me. They're tall, short, male, female, black, white, this, that, whatever. Like, hey, I had winners from all dip. They look, but hey, that's real. They're winning. And then they'd say, man, this was great. All I did was refer to people to Steve. They love me for that because Steve's the greatest. And then I got this big TV. Ooh, ah, great. Right? So there's some advice on a referral contest, or in this case, it's a contest for new members, new customers, new members, whatever they call them, of their betting program. So there you go. Great example of entering the conversation going in, going on in people's mind, which is a quote from Robert Collier, marketing guru from 100 years ago. And uh, so when things or events are coming up, like right now, you you got to be, you know, very sensitive and careful about doing something with coronavirus. I don't recommend you profit off the coronavirus by having like a coronavirus special or something. Uh, I uh, This is what my workshop would be all about, and now I'll do it online, so it will be all about. Uh, you profit during the coronavirus panic-demic, right, by there's certain things you can do, and it starts with caring more for people and showing them more care and understanding they're going through some tough times and you're right there with them and there's some things you can do that can um, uh, really improve their life and really improve your business. So go to helpfromsteve.com if you want to know about more about that. That'll do it for, look at this, they have things against the spread because in betting all you care about is what the line was and whatever that says, SU. I don't know. So betters must know what this means, different teams and how they did against the line. Oh, it was minus three and the score was this. And so which team am I going to pick? And ooh, ah, you know, so, you know, good full color, big fold out, known as an involvement device. Now I'm playing with your mail piece. The most famous one in my mind that does that is the publisher's clearinghouse back in the day. I don't know if they still do it. You got to lick the stamps and put the public, you know, I want Time Magazine, I want Life Magazine. I think those are both gone, so I'm dating the whole thing here. But that was an involvement device. If I'm taking my time to put the stickers on of all the magazines I want, well, now I'm more likely to send in that postcard because I took all that time. Or the Columbia Record and Tape Club, you put the stickers of the albums. There's another dating term, album. What the heck's an album, Steve? What a Mr. Old Fogey there. Uh, Anyway... Uh, and what's with this March Madness, old fogey? They don't have that anymore. Don't you know? There's an epidemic going on. You can't, uh, you know, I wonder, Trump came out today and, you know, no meetings of 10 or more. Like, hopefully there's no big families. You have like eight kids. What do you do for dinner? Hey, kids, we're going to have to do dinner and shifts. Can't do 10 at once. So it's four, you know, six, five and five. You eat with mom, you eat with dad in the other room. I mean, come on now. But anyway... That's the way it is. So that'll do it for Direct Mail Monday. Thanks, Toby, and anybody else watching live. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, if you didn't post them during the video, because now I'm ending it, uh, post them below wherever you're watching this, reading it. 
listening to it. Always respond when appropriate. And most of all, get yourself over to helpfromsteve.com. It's just a link to my personal calendar. You can get on there. Uh, well, we just opened up a few more hours uh, not having the seminar on Wednesday and the, the follow-up uh, free strategy sessions I do for people as an added bonus to help them get even more out of the seminar. So just open up a few more hours this week. So get on there, and I will help you out with specific strategies, specific specific things you can do so that you can get through this uncertain, absolutely crazy, bonkers time and not only survive, but you can move your business ahead by helping more people, and I'll help you do that. Go to helpfromsteve.com. That'll do it for Direct Mail Monday. Thanks, everyone, for being here today. I'll be back tomorrow. Ooh, Topical Tuesday. I wonder what's a topic on, on people's mind. I think I'll, I'll attempt as hard as I can, just like I'm not watching any social media. I log on to do my video, but that's it, and I'm not watching the news because it's all the same over and over. Wash your hands. We get it. Schools are closed. Okay, we get it. Um, so maybe I'll pick a different topic. Anyway, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Catch you then. Over and out. Bye-bye. Oh, I got to click this twice. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making.